0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and with me as always is the one and only Mr. Brad Winter.
1: Welcome into Golden Point Sports. It's just me today, uh, but we do have a special guest. Uh, Robert was not able to attend uh, today. He had some personal matters with his family, so keep him in your prayers. Uh, he definitely needs them. Uh, but, you know, I have guests on today, a former pro athlete, he's a two-time author with one of his books coming out July 21st, and we'll talk about. Uh, he's the host of the Players Point podcast, which has some great episodes out there. And then, of course, the point of Players Point is to be helping athletes build and leverage their personal brands, Malcolm Lemons. Welcome to the show, sir. How
0: you doing, Brad? Thank
1: you for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, so... Uh, we like to have uh, former athletes on, and obviously our goal is to also get some current athletes on, but it's also uh, fun getting former athletes on because we have to hear about their experience and then kind of life afterwards, um, which is always a really cool perspective, I feel like, because uh, you've been there, you've done that. Uh, where pre- 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 more current athletes uh, aren't, haven't been to that stage yet, so they really can't talk on those things. Uh, but, uh, you know, you play basketball at uh, it was at Cal State, I believe, at Santa Monica um and San Marcos yep yep and so you were the NAIA uh player of the year one year and uh, did well there originally you started out in Niagara and uh then went there and then you went and played pro overseas and so uh, why don't you just give the listeners a little bit about uh your experience at college and even at the pro level
0: yeah so I, I um originally came coming out of high school I committed to Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh um and in May of my senior year the coach actually the whole coaching staff actually left and that was the main reason why i wanted to go to that school so i felt like it was in my best interest to decommit um and so i graduated high school not really knowing where i was going to college and um Niagara university kind of came out of the blue i went on a visit there uh first week in june fell in love with the campus the coaching staff just the whole environment um and committed on the spot and so i spent the next three years there um it really grew as an individual as a basketball player and and learned a ton, but I also went through a lot of ups and downs, um, which ultimately led me to transfer my senior year. So I went out to Cal State San Marcos, kind of just took a leap of faith. Um, didn't know anything about the school, about California as a whole. I had been to California one time in my life. And so I uh, really just kind of went out there to, to get a fresh start and ended up having the best year I ever had playing basketball, man. I was uh, defensive player of the year, All-American. Uh, we did extremely well as a team. And so um, that year really afforded me the opportunity to go play overseas, which was my entire goal, my dream in life, was to become a professional athlete. Um, and so I went over to Japan and uh, spent the next two two years on and off playing overseas and had a lot of good experiences, but had a lot of bad ones as well. Uh, but it was just invaluable just to be able to live in a different culture and kind of experience what that was like um, and get paid to do something that I, that I loved and that I had worked my entire life for.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, I work at a at a gym at a church, and uh, we have some former international players that come in and play, or even current ones too. Um, and so I, I, it's pretty neat to see them uh, come in and, and see that they're they're professionals, uh, even though sometimes overseas I may not get the respect to get an MBA. But it's still neat that they go on to the next level. And so uh, talking about the next level, uh, some people either don't make it, or they do, and something happens like an injury. Uh, maybe they're they're cut for whatever reasons uh and you, you that's kind of how your your uh your player point uh business came about is to help athletes become entrepreneurs uh afterwards and even building their brand during their playing days and so and that's a little bit about your book coming up uh do you want to go into that uh book comes out july 21st called impact beyond the game uh and uh yeah let, let people know if that's cool just more of what it's about and how, what's your goal with that book
0: yeah, for sure. So I mean, I just kind of put out the word last week that I was going to be publishing this book in, in July. And really, the the premise kind of came from um, one, I, I noticed how many athletes didn't utilize their platform while they were playing and how much of your brand is how, how important it is to utilize your brand in today's world and, and, and how forward facing personal brands are. And so I noticed that there was a disconnect there and not a lot of Advice was given to help athletes utilize their platforms more. And so I wanted to kind of be a catalyst for that and really, um, you know, put a message out there that helps athletes see this short window of time and how they can capitalize on it better. And I think everything that we're starting to see with NIL and uh, student athletes potentially, you know, being able to monetize their image and likeness in various ways, um, it was just an opportune time to kind of, um, you know, help athletes see why this is so important give them tactics and and strategies they can utilize in their own uh, lives and careers Um, and also teach them how they can leverage their brand to transition into life after sports because i think that um your brand being your reputation your identity um, a lot of athletes don't have an understanding of who they are outside of the jersey and so i think when you actively take steps to build your own brand is that that's what you're discovering it's who you are outside of just being an athlete Uh, what value you have to offer to the world and um, what opportunities do you want to pursue and passions and things of this nature. So it takes the level of self-awareness that I think a lot of athletes kind of miss during their careers. Um, And hopefully just I can make an impact with this book and and open a lot of eyes and uh, bring to light something that I think is a big problem when it comes to athletes and their careers.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's good. Cause I think when you think of players, you think they had to have a shoe deal like Kobe and Jordan and even Kawhi, if you want to throw it out there. Uh, and I know you just sort a blog about how uh, that was a mistake about the whole Nike thing with his name. And, uh, but that doesn't always have to be the case. You don't always have to have a shoe brand in order to have a life after the sport. And so that's, that's really neat that you're kind of trying to open those eyes up to show people like, Hey, they're, there is a life afterwards, just because you didn't get a Nike shoe deal, doesn't mean your life's going to be a disaster afterwards, and so that, that's really neat. I like that. Um, and we're talking about, so we just talked about your book. Uh, you do have a podcast as well, and so that's called Player Point, just like your business is called, and, and so uh, for one, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what's it about, maybe some guests you've had on, and then how people who are listening to our podcast can find uh, your podcast and listen to it?
0: Absolutely. So the podcast really started from uh, me wanting to provide a platform that, to help to help give athletes an, an opportunity to tell their stories and talk about the things they were passionate about outside of sports. Um, I had a lot of teammates and, and guys that I played against who were doing some really cool and unique things and, and going on to different careers. And I wanted to have a medium to kind of um you know, tell people about what these athletes are doing and to show that athletes are more than just their sport. And so that's kind of the birth of the podcast. And I've been, you know, doing it for about two and a half years. And it's just been an incredible um, platform for me personally to build a lot of different relationships, um, but also give these athletes, as as I said before, an opportunity to express themselves and the things that they're interested in. And so I've had, um, you know, amazing guests from uh, Ryan Harris, who's a Super Bowl, former Super Bowl lineman, um Adrian Clark who's a Forbes 30 under 30 boxing manager published five books um Jordan Lawley who was an NBA trainer was one of my first guests um you know Nate Britt uh you know UNC uh you know point guard won a national championship uh while he's playing in college so like just phenomenal athletes who um are some who are still playing but even like former athletes who are doing incredible things um outside of their sport and uh, just kind of leading that more than an athlete charge, uh, even if you, even though you might not know their names or really recognize um, them from their sport. There's a lot of athletes who are doing incredible work, and I just wanted a, a place where we can highlight that.
1: That's awesome, and that's really cool. So yeah, if you have a chance, it's not just basketball players coming on. Like you said, there's boxers, there's there's football players, uh, lots of cool people. And again, like I think it's good for us to realize uh, whether we're an athlete or not. Uh, that there is a life outside of sports, um, and eventually that has to come to reality, whether it's through the COVID nineteen crisis or, or or whatever else is going on. So, uh, you talk about how you know you, you're trying to get them their brand. And maybe we already answered this, so if we did, it could be brief, or we can move on to the next uh, question. But uh, tell us a little bit more about your your company. I know, I know you have a podcast, you have some books, but you also have this company. And so, what do you what do you do with this company uh, besides helping them build success? Like, how does that how does that look when you're in? Um, like how, what, what's a what's an everyday picture, like a picture of one day at your job, kind of look like?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, I originally had started a branding agency a couple of years ago and was working with a lot of, um, you know, those athletes that I was sp- speaking about previously, um, really just helping them with personal branding, digital marketing, social media strategy, helping them build their, their platforms, helping them find other opportunities. And, um, I, I, I Quickly realized that one-on-one client work one wasn't my strength, um, nor was it something I wanted to do long-term. So the company has has taken on different iterations and uh, gone through different changes throughout the years. But now my my focus uh, is to really partner with universities, teams, organizations, and to provide um, you know whether it's online courses or workshops to help athletes build their personal brands so that they can transition more effectively. Um, i kind of been in this space and it's those two things have been my really my, my big focus is the personal branding and then leveraging that to prepare for life after uh, sports and so uh, it's, it's more or less a consulting company and what our focus is is to really give athletes uh, the the knowledge the resources to help them utilize their platforms and to build their influence and then what does that look like when they transition how can we help them do that as well and that that's been my focus as I said before the past several years um but just going about you know changing the way I, I kind of approach that um that passion and that purpose behind players
1: point that's awesome and and so somebody's listening to this and they're like man this sounds awesome I'd like to fo- for one follow uh, Malcolm's uh business and then two maybe even look into it I mean I don't, I don't know who's all listening as far as athletes go but but uh where can they find you on social media
0: Oh, um, I'm anywhere and everywhere, man. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, every platform that, that you're on. I'm probably on too. And you can find me at Malcolm Lemons. And um, I really just try to provide as much content and resources pertaining to educating and empowering athletes. Um, and, and so you can find me on every social media platform.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So that's actually where I found Malcolm originally, I was looking at some of his articles and thought, man, I got to get this guy on. So, uh, so yeah. So at Malcolm Lemons, L E M M O N S uh, go, go follow him. Cause he has really good. I mean, I was just looking at some of the blogs today uh, before he came on they're, they're good stuff. So, um, no but, but let, we'll kind of take a turn a little bit away from the company, but more of just uh, sports topics. Uh, maybe even stuff that you potentially run a blog over um, at least a few of these have come from that. But, Uh, what do you think sports can teach us in life? I I know it's easy to say, well, teamwork, this and that, but what are some things that maybe aren't the the typical answer to that?
0: That's a great question. I I talk about this often, and I think the teamwork aspect um, and leadership and things of that nature um, definitely are traits that, you know, you can carry over from sports um but i even you know take it a step further is it's the the time management the organization piece um the i think even self awareness you know part of being a great athlete is recognizing what your strengths and your weaknesses are and so that's something that i think is a vital um you know thing that that everyone should be able to do in life because when you're able to recognize who you are as a person what you're good at what you're not good at then you can make informed decisions about what careers to pursue um, you know, where, 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 what direction you should take in certain avenues. And so I think that sports teaches you, teach you so many things. Um, it's really a microcosm of life. And so there's numerous different traits and characteristics that athletes um, gain throughout their, their years playing sports, whether they recognize it or not. And that was one of the things that I realized when I published my first book is how much I actually took away that I'm able to now utilize in, in life afterwards and, and to be a, a business person and to conduct myself accordingly. All of those things I learned from from playing basketball since I was young. And it was something that um it it, it took some, you know, introspection to really figure out, but um have been instrumental in in, in my quote unquote success so far. So.
1: Yeah, and that first book, just remind us once again, I don't, I don't think I got to say it earlier, but it's like Life After or Life Lessons, lessons,
0: lessons from the Game.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, Lessons from the Game. So, if you're a reader, and you can find these books on Amazon, right? Okay. Yes, sir. Amazon. Amazon and probably just about any other book resource you use. I can only think of Amazon because I'm not the biggest reader in the world sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, so look those books up. Get them in your library. Read them. Uh, but uh, the next the next question I had is uh, we've had people in the past uh, – here recently, uh, about two weeks ago, we had uh, two guests come on, Walter Bailey and Dan Davini former athletes at the college and professional level who uh, didn't know what to do after sports, went into that depression that comes after your playing days are over and got into addiction. And obviously not every athlete is going to do that. But there is this kind of depression – and, and they were saying this really well. like There's this high that comes from playing sports, and it's not – it's not a bad high. It's just this adrenaline rush of of being in the game and and practicing and 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 exe- exceeding your expectations that you maybe have set for yourself, um, and getting noticed by other people and, and and supporting maybe those who are marginalized or even family members out there that don't get don't have a voice. And so, uh, a lot of times there's this, there's a depression that sits in uh, after you kind of are are finished with sports, at least at least from a professional or or a monetized wise uh, way. Um, and so uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Like I'm sure you dealt with that after you were done with your professional days uh, before you moved into this company and the branding agency. What does that look like and uh, how did you deal with it?
0: Yeah. So, man, I, I think it's a reality of of leaving the game behind when, when you've invested so much your life into doing one thing, when that kind of fades away, it's it's like you have to start from ground zero and that's not easy for anyone, let alone an athlete. So I think there is definitely, a, um, you know, a depression component that plays a part in every athlete's life. You know, they, they say that athletes die two deaths, um, the first being when they leave their sports. So it's, it's real, man. And I think that the admiration, it's one of the few careers that you could, um, besides being maybe a speaker or um, a musician, it's one of the few careers or jobs that you can have in life where you can have thousands of people cheering you on. In, a, in an arena or in a, in a, an event, and that that thrill that you get, that high, it's I mean, there's really nothing like it, and so that's why so many athletes struggle to figure out what they want to do next because that high is so powerful, so captivating um, that when it goes away and you don't have the fans cheering your names or the lights fade and you're not the same, you know, person that you were before. um how do you, how do you get back to that? How do you replicate that? Where in life else can you find that? And so um, it's real, it's real. And so many athletes go through it. And it's part of the reason why I wanted to get into this space and to help athletes, because I noticed how many um, went through this when they, when they were trying to transition, uh, not, not necessarily from a financial but um, component, but just ment- mentally and physically and emotionally. And so I think that, um, every act it experiences it in one way or another um there's definitely different levels to it but um you know it's it's a, it's a hard reality of of the game and and um transitioning out of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, and like you're saying i mean i mean i've i mean, i'm a fan uh i grew up playing sports but uh you know as a fan post post playing sports and i think one of the craziest things i've ever been a part of just in person uh, was at the superdome i was i was watching the saints and the the panthers play they stopped Cam Newton on a fourth down, win the game, and that place just went nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a fan, that's that's a high for a fan. So I can't even imagine that uh, for a player's perspective where you're playing 16, uh, 72, however many games you're playing during the season. And so uh, so that's, that's an interesting take to think about. Uh, and so uh, what I wanted to kind of get into just on more of a, I guess, current because obviously every league is suspended right now with the COVID stuff, but uh, you – I guess, and this is something me and Robert tend to talk about. We've talked about it a lot in the last couple of weeks, but what are your thoughts on the current NBA situation? Do you think we'll get at least a playoff of some sort, even though it look it might look different, uh, or, or do you think it's going to get scrapped, like Shaq said a couple of days ago, um, and we'll just move into the next season?
0: I think it's in the best interest to, to scrap the season um, based off of just health precautions and, and putting fans and players the health as the priority, um, but I, I, have heard rumors. I've heard uh, people saying that there's possibly going to be a playoffs played in uh, I think either Orlando or Vegas. So we'll see what happens, but I think Adam Silver is a great uh, commissioner. He does a absolutely fantastic job running that league and doing the right things and doing the right things by the players and the fans. So um, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll make the right decision. Um, personally, um, I just feel like it's 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 we're we're living through unprecedented times, and no one really knows how to navigate it. Um, but to me, the, the the health of the fans and the players and everyone who, who's involved with the teams has to be at the utmost importance um, before we talk about getting back on the court or um, you know bringing fans back into the arena. We have to think about people's lives first and foremost before anything else. Is humanity is the the driving component here, not Sports so
1: yeah that makes sense And again I mean for most of the Theme of this episode it's life beyond Sports you know and and sports and we do A podcast uh, every week on sports And we love sports uh, here at Golden Point Sports and, and a lot of our followers on Facebook obviously like sports but yeah I think it's a struggle you know it's like I know as a fan it's hard because it's like am I going to miss college football you know am I going to miss uh, my, my Pittsburgh Steelers playing over the year uh, over the next couple of, uh, of games uh, and, and again uh, yeah I think a lot of times it's hard it's from at least a fan perspective uh, just to think about the player uh, players and even the fans' health and, and those who work in the arena as well so I know when the XFL was trying to keep going on, they were having workers employees popping up with with coronavirus so that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I and I do agree with you. I think Adam Silva uh, has done a, has done a good job. Uh, it just seems like the NBA, for whatever reason, with David Stern and Adam Adam Silver, they've had just uh, a phenomenal uh, commissioners at just the right time I know how to deal with expanding to the to the international realm with, with David Stern mm-hmm. um, and dealing with a, a more physical play of basketball, as you see in like the Last Dance. But then you have Adam sure. Silver, who, like you said, uh, supports the players. Uh, takes actions against things that need to be taken action against racism, uh, domestic violence, uh, all kinds of stuff. And that's what we need. Uh, we don't need mm-hmm. someone just to necessarily run a business, but to be a voice for the fans and the players. And it's been really cool how the NBA has just gotten lucky with that over the last uh, two commissioners. And so that's pretty neat. Um, and then there's one more question I wanted to ask you. And uh, I saw this because I saw you wrote in a blog on this and it, it hasn't been as hot of a topic just because of the coronavirus thing, but you know, college athletes, if you if you listen to them, if, if you watch – I mean, you were one, uh, you had the personal experience, but someone who wasn't one uh, who hears some experiences, I mean, it's a full-time job. Uh, my boss is a former walk-on at Oklahoma State, and uh, he talks about how he just had, he had to quit after the first years. It was, it was pretty much like a job on top of – and that was back in the, the early 90s. And so, uh, yeah, so what are your thoughts about college athletes getting paid, and what are, what are some of the pros and cons of that?
0: Yeah, so I mean, this is this is uh, we're going through historic times when it comes to you know student college sports and how things are changing. And so, I, I, I part of me, um, you know, part of me want looking back. Part of me wants to just straight up play the players. It was like I'm a former athlete. I know what it's like to go through that. I know what it's like to not be able to have a means. Uh, to, to have any income or to have any opportunities. You know, your sports in class takes up so much of your life. And so if you asked me this years ago, I would have just said straight up pay, pay the players. But, um, you know, looking at it now, that's such a hard infrastructure to implement. And so I think the name, image and likeness in, in student athletes being able to monetize their personal brands and their social media and, and have, uh, you know, marketing deals is, is the perfect solution Um, And so I think that this way uh, schools can still treat student athletes as students and not employees, as opposed to some people saying that they should, you know, be able to receive compensation straight up from the universities. And so I think it's a much better solution. um, And that, you know, these student athletes are going to be able to uh, have equal rights as everyone else on campus and to be treated fairly, um, you know, as everyone else in the world. I think that this is, largely a social justice issue, and that they should be able to have the same rights. And so I think the solution is, is key, and we'll start to see what restrictions and rules are put in place by the NCAA. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, a lot of conversations to be had, but we're moving in the right direction. Um, and I think the pressure that people like myself and others who work in this space have put on the, the, the infrastructure and, and the system as a whole is starting to starting to make those changes, starting to make those waves, and we'll start to see uh, student athletes having the same opportunities and be deserving of the same opportunities as other people.
1: Yeah, that does sound pretty awesome, and I I know, uh, again, that's pretty much a hot topic, and There's lots of things going on in the sports world, like you said, you know, college players getting paid, uh, the COVID stuff. There's so much things changing. Uh, This is a pretty important time in in the sports history, um, and and I'm sure it will change what it looks like even the next five years. And so, uh, so it's been it's been really cool. I'm really glad that you're able to join us today. Uh, And again, check out his books. Check out Impact Beyond the Game. Pre-order. They can pre-order it right now. Right. Uh.
0: Pre-order links are going to be available soon, so uh, follow me on social media, and I'll be sure to put those out there if anyone wants to check it out.
1: Yeah, so Impact Beyond the Game, check out the other book that was mentioned earlier. You can find that on Amazon or any other book resource you use. He has a podcast. I mean, you can't go wrong with Malcolm Lynch. He has tons of stuff for you to to get involved in. Resources, This guy blogs like crazy. Uh, He loves the storytelling, right? And it's such a good resource. And so, uh, Malcolm, thanks for coming on today, and uh, we appreciate it, sir.
0: Thank you, Brad. appreciate you for having me, man. All right, folks. That's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. With me, as always, is Brad Winter. Go check us out on Facebook at Golden Point Sports for more content, as well as uh, where you can find all the podcasts, Anything you need to know about Golden Point Sports, contact us. Anything is where you find us. So check it out.